You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Rasputin? The disco that, version. Oh, man. Yeah. As a potential victory song for the Calgary Flames. I love this track. This brings me back, George. Uh, keep them rolling in, 960, 960, name and location. Uh, we'll do like the last 15 minutes. We'll play more songs because it's super fun. Uh, you know what else is super fun? Like finding 20 bucks in your jeans when you didn't even know you had it in there. That's what I feel like when Eric Francis joins us in studio randomly. Mm. I'm like, who's banging on our window? That's Eric Francis. Ah, that guy's not holding a pipe. What the? That's Eric, different. What are you doing here? That's different. Eric Francis in studio. Seemed yeah. like a nice day for a walk. Yeah. So I just yeah. popped over. Wrong. Yep. You know, what is it? What is it with umbrellas? Okay. I, I feel like umbrellas are like, you know, when you're a kid and your parents are like, put on a jacket, it's minus two. Like yeah. minus You'll five. catch a cold. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, as a kid, they don't live. I have two of them. They don't They don't need a jacket. Right. Why, why would you have a jacket to keep yourself warm? Yeah. Same. As adults with umbrellas. I, I'm walking down the streets here, and I'd say one out of five has got an umbrella. Mm. Everybody here knew what their route was today, what their plan was, <laughs> yes. including myself. Even as I pulled out of my driveway, I'm like, oh, I better grab an umbrella. Ah, <laughs> what are they good for? <laughs> yeah. Right. Keeping you dry? You don't look yep. very cool with an umbrella. That, well, but then you think, oh, I got to carry it all day long. It's the same in your golf bag. Mm. You keep it in your golf bag. All year long, you take it out for most rounds. Yeah. But, but then when it does rain, do you really pull it out? No, I put my rain jacket on. It feels on. like That's a right. bit of a hassle. It's a pain. Yeah. yeah. It's a pain. So I, I'm not saying abolish uh, umbrellas. That's not the movement I'm, I'm going for here. Right. I'm just saying it's funny how we don't use them. <laughs> Eric, they're, they're, they're well designed. Eric, you don't want big umbrella after you, okay? <laughs> no. You don't want them after no. you. Yeah. Normalize Big umbrella. Yeah, yeah they, they will cancel you. Big umbrella. <laughs> yeah. We'll cancel you. Uh, oh, I, I like the umbrellas that have like the big dome and they're see-through, so you can just like be inside of it and look yeah. through the umbrella. Those are for like two-year-olds. Yeah, but they're awesome. At least you know where you're going. And they have ears on them and stuff. Sometimes, yeah. if I'm lucky. Sometimes they look like a ladybug. Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> also, yeah. it's uh, okay, it might I'll have a tail on it. I'll get you one yeah. for Christmas. <laughs> it's also um, it's also a good idea to use the umbrella like when it's super sunny out, but I don't do that because it's good to protect yourself from nice. the sun. We yeah. see people walking. Another forgotten thing people don't do. Yeah, use the umbrella to protect yourself from the sun. Or just put on sunscreen. Yeah. Well, I do, or else I oh, yeah, burn. Yeah, you are a fair, very fair, fair weather. It'll become a very lobster. Yeah. Um, flame season. What season is this for you? Do you even know? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Did it, what's today? Yeah. Uh, no, last week was my 29th anniversary of walking into Calgary. Wow. Oh, driving in. I walked goodness. in without an umbrella, too. It was amazing. Really? Yeah, wow. And... Huh. Uh, yeah, 29 years. I guess I've been on the Flames beat for about 25, the 27 of them. It's like a two or three years. Three years, but uh, yeah, so 20, you do the math. 29 yeah, yeah. minus three, 26. You were still too cool for coats back then. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I still don't wear coats. Yeah, yeah, good for you. For um, how how many of the seasons are just melded into one all, for all you? Them, all of them. Yeah. You know, it's, you know I, I when I, I look at guys like Elliot Friedman and Ron McLean and you know, these guys, their memories are steel traps. Mm. Honest to God, ask me what I did two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm that guy. I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it's funny, Mark Savard, I covered him when he was a rookie, when, yeah. he's, well, when he was a young kid, and 
breaking in and there was this big war with Greg Gilbert. And I remember being there every day. I, Gilbert would rip into Savard and I'd write a column and it was awesome. And then the next day I'd go back to to Savard and he'd rip into the coach. Yeah. It was like old school journalism, just right. boom, boom. Anyway, but I but then I see Mark now and I'm like, yeah, I remember uh I don't remember anything about Vaguely. That. <laughs> you vaguely remember yeah, doing that. Yeah, I remember that part, and that's all I remember about mm. Savvy. If you could uh if you could do it over under, how many columns do you think you've written? Oh my god. That's a so let's just go with twenty five years because it's a easier number, and I'd sure. say I average three hundred columns a year. Oh six, my goodness. Six six million. Six million yeah, is the number. A, see, Pretty good math. You, you, you should actually get Patrick to do math. that math because our man Patrick is yeah. not good with no. math. I not good with twenty-five yeah. times three hundred. Is that yeah. that much? Yeah, it is sixty million. Sixty yeah. million. It's seventy-five hundred. Yeah, and that's a safe estimate. Yeah, right. I nailed it. It's less than ten thousand. Do that, it again. Do it again. Okay, let me let me crunch the numbers no, again. I thought I'd been putting in a pretty good effort over the years. Twenty-five years, three hundred columns. Yeah, it's still seventy five hundred. That math did not no, change. That's seven point five million. Anyway, uh, yeah. No, so I've been working not, hard. But, yeah, thanks okay. for asking. I yeah. appreciate it. No, you like, just, <laughs> do you know what's funny? I have every single copy of everything I've ever written in my life. Really? In, in paper, like paper. You printed out up copy. until about like what five six years yeah. ago when oh, okay. papers stopped printing. Right. Or they they're still printing, I guess. But they're yeah, not. they do. You really have they're to very search skinny. Them. You got to search them out. Skinny now. Yeah, yeah. So I have crates and crates of. Like, you know, you talk about marital strife. My mm. wife's like, what? What is that? We don't have gerbils. Why are we keeping <laughs> Why are we keeping paper to keep them warm? Like, right. And then, of course, one day, one of the kids is going to overflow the toilet, and everything's just going to leak right down to the basement and mm. everything. Yeah. All, all, every, have you all, thought about what a fire gone. hazard that yeah, is Yeah, I was going to say, do you have to pay more for insurance with all that kindling in your basement? This is off the record, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. No yeah. one listens. No, I don't have any paper downstairs. What are you talking about? Okay, good. Yeah, that's a great oh, electronic. Um, 56 said the same thing. I'm what? actually thrilled you're in studio. I didn't know. It's a nice surprise. Well, I didn't bring Timbits, if that's no, what you're you getting didn't. at. No, you didn't. But uh, speaking of which. Yeah, I'm yeah. working on it. Yeah, um, Joey Chestnut's coming to town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited about this. Hey, tickets are still available. I should put that out there. We keep this talking is... about Tim Bits and Joey Chestnut and all the challenges we want to throw at them. But it's November 2nd is the Pizza Pig Out, and we will sell out this year. Yeah. I actually don't know what the latest total is, but they were telling me we we're getting pretty close. So if, if you do want to go, I think it's $65. Mm-hmm. You can pay uh, like a VIP price if you want to come early. Mm-hmm. Hang with Joey. We're going to do a Q&A with him. Oh, really? And uh, and get to know him a little better for people who want to come early. A Q&A? Q&A? I like Maybe that. a demonstration? Now, do you prefer sure. the website or people just text you and ask for tickets? Yeah. Which that, one's your preference? I, I, I'm just going to defer to the website. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to clarify. EricFrancisPizzaPigOut.com or if you just Google November it, 2nd. It. November 2nd. No Flames game that night. Yep. In between games. Yep. We we have generally between 500 and 700 pizzas in the room and you can literally taste all of them. Yep. We don't recommend you taste all of them. Right. And certainly the golden rule as I tell everyone, if you get to the crust, you've gone too far. Mm. You're a sampler. You're not a, yeah. you're not supposed to be you're not Joey. Like, only, only Joey has to have the crust. So you're not going to have buckets around where people just I take a bite and then just spit that. out the pizza Gross. like they do with wine. It happens. Have you ever been to a gross wine tasting <laughs> no, like that where no. people are just like spitting out the wine? No. Like, what is snobby. happening right yeah. now? Mm. I no, I'm that. usually 
It's usually gone before yeah. the... And usually the wine you drink is yeah. in a box. In the sommelier. So it doesn't like, matter anyway. uh, I didn't get to the tasting points, yeah. but you look like you enjoyed it. Great. Um, Pizza I, Pig Out, Joey Chestnut, super excited for that. Yeah, it'll be good. And I appreciate everybody who has bought tickets already because we did have these early bird tickets. The weekend we announced Joey Chestnut on a Friday, Yeah, the, the early bird tickets were sold out but before the Monday. <laughs> People, people want to meet this yeah. guy. Guy moves the needle. I mean, Listen, that's why we're bringing him in. He's the uh, goat. Like around the planet, people might not know his name, but they know. Oh, the guy who eats all the hot dogs. They know who that guy is. Yeah. Like he's literally world famous. And it ain't Kobayashi. No, nope, it ain't. It ain't he's Kobayashi. Old news. He, he is. He's he, yesterday's news. Yeah, eats until he's finished. Yep. <laughs> he, he, well, yeah. Um, I would love to see them go head to head. I think the Earth would split in half if they had a hot dog eating. Contest. Well, they did in their prime, and there's a thirty. For 30 on oh, it. I saw that. It's so amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, wanted to ask you. Um, we just had Craig Conroy on. I heard him. Yeah, good, good, great interview. Good guy. Yeah. Um, Elias Lindholm. Are we closer or further away from an extension today? You know, I feel like that news coming out of Winnipeg the other day is good news for the Calgary Flames. Mm. I feel like it's. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's more of a trend, but you're seeing more and more guys. Just to take the money and stay and realize that maybe the the pastures aren't always greener. And I'm not saying that about anybody. I'm still convinced, you know, Noah Hannafin's not coming back. That's to me, that's not an issue. Uh but 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 Lindholm, if indeed the numbers were are the issue, because he says he wants to come back, and I do believe that the numbers are getting closer, uh, when you see a number like that, I'm not saying it dragged uh, Lindholm's numbers down, but I think his expectations had to have been dampened a little bit. Again, if you're an agent, you could say, ah, never mind any of that. At the end of the year, in the open season, we can get way more money. And that's true. There's sure. no question about it. When 31 teams, 31 other teams can take a shot at you, the money will be a little more plentiful, especially with the cap going up. But is it though? I'm I'm quite sure. Well, well no, the, the, the cap, cap, but I mean, up. but I mean like this. This like uh, pot at the this gold pot at the end of the rainbow that Elias Lindholm potentially thinks Connor Hellebuck saw, thought the same thing. It's like actually, well, I know goaltending is a lot different than the center ice position, but even with the salary cap going up, teams are still up against it. For sure, a lot of a lot of teams don't even have a roster of twenty three guys because they're so up against the salary cap. Like Gary's salary cap is ironclad, and this notion that you know he's just going to get so much money in the open market, yes. But he also gets an extra year here, which I think is huge. Yeah, and Johnny Gaudreau certainly thought that he was going to cash in. And he cashed in, don't get me wrong, yeah. but he thought, I know for a fact, he thought there were going to be anywhere between 6 and 12 teams lining up for him. That didn't happen. No. Not even close. And that's how you end up in Columbus. Well, and Lindholm wouldn't even be the top player available on the market. Right now, it looks like Steven Stamkos is going to head to market. I think he would command a bigger dollar than Elias Lindholm. So if you want to go to market and not be the big fish, because Johnny Gaudreau was, full stop, there was nobody available who was better than Johnny Gaudreau. Elias Lindholm might not be the best player available when free agency comes around, which just means that your your dollar is going to end up a little lower. Is is there any time frame on this? Like, where does it get to where it gets uncomfortable for the Flames saying, okay... We still don't have this guy under contract. The trade deadlines around the corner. Like, is there is U.S. Thanksgiving maybe? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm thinking it's past Christmas. Okay, after Christmas, uh, serious decisions have to be made. No doubt about it. So you'd you'd hope that mm. Lindholm gets a, has a real nice Christmas. 
get some real good gifts. Right. We have some really nice weather. Mm-hmm. Nice umbrella. And he enjoys it here. Yep. And he decides, you know what? We're we're having a good season. See, this is where I keep just coming back to. Hey, every team in the league says we have to have a good start. That's just it, it's not even a cliche. You have to have a good start. Uh, look at Vancouver last year. You can't recover from the horrific start they have, no yeah. matter how good you were after that. So I think in so many ways, it's crucial they have a good start. If they have a good start, I think Lash Lindholm gets signed. I think it's that simple. If they don't have a good start, well, then this thing drags on past Christmas, potentially. Have you liked what you've seen between Lindholm and Huberto as a tandem? No, no, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any chemistry at all in true preseason. I haven't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down on this team. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think that that's just going to be a work in progress for a long time. Like, look, Dubé's now on the top line. We didn't see that during the preseason, more than a couple shifts. Mm. So, uh, you know, they were hoping Sharon Govich was going to be on the top line. That's. I haven't seen anything from Sharon Govich. Uh, you know, like I, you know, the chemistry, of course, is in that third line because they played together for a couple of years. Yeah. Coleman, Mangiapane, and Backlund. That's why they went back to them because it's the one thing they can count on. Right. Other than that, I still, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying you'd hope to come out of camp with a little bit of momentum in terms of pairings and trios. And, we- and I didn't see it. I, that's, am I wrong? Did you see any chemistry? Not much different from the limited amount that they played together last week or last year, right? Like there wasn't a whole lot different from that. So we 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 keep talking about that, and as you said, Eric, you know, trying to get those two to work together. But who's Nazem Kadri paired with? Where's the chemistry, Nazem Kadri? Who's the guy that you say to my point? Yeah, like who's like because we know Backlund and Coleman kind of glue together and they play great together. Yeah. But who's that guy who plays great with Nazem Kadri? Do we know? Like, I did like that line the first month of the season with Dubé and Majapani. Like, I did like that line. I thought they yeah. brought a lot of energy. And I think but, that's a very good potential, but I, you know, I... Like, who's that guy? Like, because we keep saying Lindholm and, and Huberto, but who's playing with Kadri? Listen, all I heard in the preseason from management was, uh, we're going to give Rozicka, like, a good 20 games in the top six. Like, we really believe that he can do it. We really want him there. We think there's a fit there. And here we are opening night, and where is he? He's back to where everybody else thought he was going to be to start the season. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that it can't be fixed. I'm not saying they're not going to give him another chance. Sure. I'm just saying through camp, they did very little in terms of finding chemistry. That could all change tonight. It could all change in the week. Sure. But I, And they've seen enough combos where they're starting to say, okay, that could work down the road if we do this, but that – but I, I would – I dare say a lot of other teams came out of camp knowing what their lines are going to be a whole lot more than these guys do. Is there more likely to find chemistry with these guys with this new system Ryan Huska will have? Oh, I, good question. I, I don't know. I will say I'll kind of deflect on that one and say that I do think I did see quite a lot of chemistry on the power play. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, I thought the power play looked really, really good. I, I, I don't think their numbers were that stellar by the end of camp, but I remember walking by uh, Savard, Four or, four or five games into the preseason. Hey, how are you, Savvy? Power plays four for 16. Couldn't be better. That life's good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's how he measures his life. Yeah. He, he wakes up. But but, that, but that's what his job is, That's right? what his job is. Yeah. He's hanging his entire career on that power play. So yeah. when they're four for 16, Savvy's happy. Well, I, I gave the take. I said if they're not a top 12 power play in the NHL, they won't make the playoffs. Okay, hot take. Did you write that down, Patrick? 
Yeah, okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that hot. No, it's no, kind of soft. Write that down. Because um, this is a team that's going to struggle to score goals again, and if they're not getting done in the power play, uh, going to be tough to get into the playoffs. Do you, do you guys generally agree with that statement that they're going to struggle to score goals again? Not like last year. Not like last year. I don't. No. I, I would agree. If there's an over-under, I will take the over from last year. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to blow it away, but I, I, I would was say so I do th- everything was bad a, last year. I, I was crunching these numbers the other day, so they finished <clears throat> 31 one-goal losses. That was seven more than, than San Jose, who was oh second place. Seven more. Oof. Uh, they were last, of course, in the 17, you know, the, trying to get that loser, the extra loser point. And they were also fourth in the league in, in, in posts and crossbars. I know that's the most obscure stat ever. Yeah, I hate but, that stat. Well, I, I, no one ever drags it out because, yeah, it's dumb. It's kind of like plus minus. But at the end of the day, they missed the playoffs by two points. Yeah. Two posts that go off the inside of the post as opposed to the outside, and the season's over. One, you know, two more overtime loser points. I, I, you know, they were that close, and they sucked that bad. That's where I think people should be optimistic. Everything went wrong. There was internal strife. There was nobody was happy in the room, and everything seemed to go wrong. Your two cornerstones were abysmal in Huberdo and and Markstrom. Yep. And you only missed the playoffs by two points. Like I, to me, that's the optimism. No, that's, no, for that's sure. The optimistic thing in here. I, I think there's so many different things going in the right way already. I've seen it across the board. I, I, that's kind of where I come down as well. Like to me, it's not going to be a regress to the mean, but a progress to the mean. Like last year was the absolute worst that they could have. The if they even get back to what I would expect an average year to be with this group, they're going to score 20 more goals at least. And as a result, the season could be completely different. Like Jonathan Huberto is a guy that I would expect to put up 25 to 30 more points than he did last year. That in itself yeah. would have gotten you into the playoffs, maybe even out of a wild card spot and into a divisional playoff spot. Five more points might have got him into the playoffs last year. Yeah. That's how close it was. Yeah. Uh, that's Eric Francis, the franchise, covers the Flames for Sportsnet, joining us here in studio. What a special little treat. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan over under three and a half in games where Jake Markstrom lets in the first shot. Happened nine times last year. Yeah. So I'm giving you three and a half. Oh, boy. Yeah, and once in preseason, and it did not go unnoticed. (laughs) But there's a fragility there, right? That just got worse all year long. And again, you talk about having a good start. Like, it's so important that he gets his swagger back from the beginning. Uh, it's uh, over under three and a half. Yeah, no, he's, I'll go, I'll take the, I don't know what the average starter who starts six <laughs> yeah, times. Right? Like, what is that? What yeah, would that be? I like that. I like, I don't, I like the number. It's interesting. I'm still taking the over just because I think a guy who starts 60 games is going to allow the first shot. Yeah. Statistically, I, I almost think. Is it, there, is there anything more of a backbreaker in hockey too? And, like, it's so Especially stupid. The numbers uh, in the disagree. NHL, too. I think you can get past an early goal in the first couple minutes, no problem. You should but, be able to. But even statistically, teams that score first win more than 50% of the games. In fact, oh. it's around 60%, which is, in, which is crazy when you really think about it. He really came loaded with the numbers today. Yeah, yeah. this is impressive. I think that it's more impressive if you score, like, the first goal in, like, the 40th minute of the game, the 35th minute of the game. That's way more backbreaking than the first one. The first okay. one, you're like, man, we got 59 minutes to get this yeah, thing but, back on track. But you even, see, you even saw it on the bench last year. 
when he let in a softy early on, and it just took the wind out of the sails of the team right oh away. Oh, God, by the, by the, the crowd, time, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that by the co- time he was doing the, it, like, I call the, the dome grown. Yeah. yeah. The dome grown. Oh, what did I pay this money for? Yeah. Boo. Boo, yeah. But uh, anyway, that was then. New season for him. I what? think it can't be worse. I thought Huberto said it best. I can't be worse. 55 points for Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. He could do that this year playing wrong-handed. Just backhands? You think he could do it on his... You think he could do it on his... You think he could do it on the right wing? Just backhands? <laughs> he did play his off wing. That's true. For yeah, like 30 games, yeah. Yep. Yeah, how'd that uh, work? Just backhands. Yeah, position he's never played in his life before. Yeah, yeah it's so weird that he can't play over there. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, what do you, what are you expecting from Nikita Zadorov this season? Cause it's always fun to watch that guy. Cause you just don't know what you're getting game in game out. Agreed. Like uh, pretty much status quo. Awesome. One game, a uh, couple mental mistakes. The next, I don't see a lot of Zadorov jerseys in the crowd. I'll put it that way, but I'll say this. Mm. I think a lot of people are like, I want to see that guy play. I I've, I've often said like he, he quite often can be a, an adventure defensively. Oh, yeah. But I thought that Daryl Sutter did a good job with the help of Ryan Huska at just getting him to stay in his lanes and, and you know, be more defensive-minded. But the guy had 14 goals last year. Yeah. You know, 80 penalty minutes, 130 shots. I know all these things because I took him in my pool last night. I can't believe this guy's <laughs> going in pools. The, the point is, he does some things really, really well. Yeah. Like, he's tough. He's... You know, I think they're going to count on that toughness a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Anyone who touches Coronado is going to get in, you know, is going to get some special attention from, you know, any number of those three guys. Zadorov, Greer. You, you ready for another question for yeah. Zaddy Coaster. Who scores more goals this season, Dylan Dubé or Matt Coronado? I, I think it's Coronado. He's on that, well. You're, you know, that's an interesting question because Dubé's on the first line today. Mm-hmm. Eric, that's be, why I asked him. Will he be on the first line tomorrow? No. Dubé had 18 last year. Dubé's going to approach 25 this year, in my opinion, wherever okay. he plays, because I think they know he's that good and they're going to give him every chance to do that. Coronado, I think, is a 25-goal scorer in the NHL as early as this year. I think both of them are, are pegged to be between 20 and 25. It'll be interesting to see who finishes ahead of who, but I think... By virtue of the increased opportunity, I think mm. Coronado's going to get it. Mangiapane or Coronado? Coronado. Ooh, okay. I'm excited to watch him. Like, that's my number one thing heading into Coronado? this season is watching Matt Coronado. Mine's Huberto. Yeah, that's what you want to watch the most? What, what's what's the thing that you're most... And I know you're jaded. Like, you, you've been covering the Flames for 75 years now. Oh, I like, still love the game, man. But, like, what is, what is the thing you're getting... Like, what is the thing that excites you about the Flames this season? It, he, him, it's Huberto. Me, it's it's watching Matt Coronado. Patrick, what are, what are you looking forward to watching this season? I just want to see how Jacob Markstrom reacts this year. It's such a he's oh, such see, a big go. It's There's such three a, of them. It's such a big deal for him to have yeah, a huge he has to have a bounce year back. and have a good start because yep. Dan Vladar is knocking on the door. The best goaltender not in the NHL is knocking on the door as well. So it's go time for Jacob Markstrom to get this team right. If he's not up to where he was two years ago, I don't think this team can be a playoff team. Mm. I think a guy I'll be watching more than anybody is uh, Nazem Kadri. Okay. Because I think mm. he's been their best player. I heard Conroy say it, and I agree with him 100%. I thought he was their best player in the preseason. You know, him or Coronado, but he was really, really good. He seemed engaged. 
which I think was a word that I don't think I would have used the latter half of last year. There was that one play. Yep. I lost my mind on the TV broadcast, that one shovel play that he just gifted it to them behind the net yep. against Chicago in a crucial game. Like his give a crap meter was off, yep. off, like didn't even own one. And uh, when, But when he's engaged, I mean, I think everyone agrees he's one of the best number two centers in the league. The question is, can he be engaged on a regular basis? I, I want to see him. Because he's so talented. I want to see that. I want him skate the line this season where he's borderline a dirty player. And that's, and that's when part he's of why best. I like watching him, yeah. You don't know what he's capable of. I'm excited to watch the snarl that he brings, right? But like you said, it has to be for the entire season. I didn't see the snarl at all last year. Nope. Not once. No. I also do wonder, like, like, he had that hand injury in the playoffs that would have maybe slowed him down a little bit. Like, yeah, but he, he talked about good. it. No, but he was good at the first beginning of the last season. Was amazing. No, but he yeah. was playing well, but he didn't have the same type of grit and kind of like, I'm going to just punch you in the face if I don't like what you're doing. I don't like, think he was he's playing that guy well. anymore. No, I agree, but I you still you could still see a little bit more of the... I don't want to say the old Kadri because the old Kadri got himself in trouble a lot of times, but just yeah. a little bit more. Like, this is a team that we talked about it with Craig. Like, you brought in A.J. Greer. You got Dennis Gilbert. You got Nikita Zadorov. You're going to need a little bit more grit in this in this division. And he feels like someone that can bring a little bit more while still towing the edge. Yeah. I, I We didn't see it last year. I'm not saying we didn't see competitiveness. You know, he was in and out of, of that, but... uh I just didn't see any pushback. Like that angry player who was out there who's really wearing his heart on his sleeve. I didn't see it at all. I yeah. saw him as a veteran who's kind of, okay, I got my money. I'm not, this sounds awful. Like I'm criticizing him, but like I got my money. Uh, it's better just, I'll just play the game. I'm play hard, but I'm not, I don't want to be that guy in every scrum. I didn't see him in scrums last year. Mm. I didn't see him. Am I wrong? No, not, not so, really. No. No, I just, I'm not sure we're ever going to see that back again. He can be effective in so many other ways, though. I'm yeah. also excited to see just with new line mates. Like, I felt like at the end of the year, he was saddled with, like, Brett Ritchie and just, like, guys like that. Like, I think having, having him with Matt Coronado, like, the top prospect and a dude that can score, if you're not engaged, getting that type of guy on your saddle, well, I don't know what's going to get you into it. He can get people into it just by being a, the damn good hockey player that he yeah. is, yeah. working hard in the corners and, and caring. But it doesn't have to be with that the smelly glove and all that stuff. Mm. Um, that's Eric Francis, the franchise covers the Flames uh, for Sportsnet. You're hanging around for Impossible Flames trivia. Yeah, I think I'm. What's my record? Uh, oh, and one. Same as everybody. Yeah. Over. Matt. He's the only one that's won. I got it once. You got, got it once. once? Yeah. I yeah. Did. He ruined it, but it was good. He got it once. So now I stopped. It's a tough one today too. Guesses. Oh, like uh, you you preface it that same way every day. Today's, yeah, but like, but it's called impossible. I know. Right? I know. So why you? It's redundant. It's why redundant. you keep? Yeah. You're like now you're just hyping your hey, own. Hey, hey! Thanks, broadcasting tips from both of you right now. Thanks, tips. Listen. Um. Anytime you want a little tip, all you right. Just gotta ask, bro. Uh, I Eric, got, also I got heaps for you. I want to get your nine-year anniversary song. earlier this week. Oh, look at that! Look Shout at you. Yeah. Um. I want to get your because you're a guy who's listened to a bajillion songs on Jack FM. I want to get your uh, I want to get your victory song. Playing what what we want, Flames you know? victory song should we play the next day after Calgary Flames win to kick off our show? I want to do that after the break. You let it marinate, let it percolate. We'll You're not trying per- to replace Ring of Fire, right? No, 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 no. no. It's, it, well, okay, we that, do on our show. That's fine. That's I, I just want to clarify that as I was driving in, I was hearing you and I was like, you can't change that. 
I mean, no. Markstrom just put Johnny Cash on his mask. Yeah. You can't flip things up. No, no, no. Just okay, the so song we should play the I next morning play. to kick off our show when the Flames win. Okay. Uh, we'll get your take on that, and we'll play Impossible Flames Trivia. Your chance to win a $50 gift card from our good friends at VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery. It's the big show. It's Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We're about to play Impossible Flames Trivia with special guest in studio, the franchise, Eric Francis. This is your victory song uh, selection there, uh, Eric? Yeah. Roll it. Oh, wow. EMF? Eric Michael Francis. Oh, I like it. One hit wonders. One hit wonder. If he starts, is my mic on? Yeah, it is. Starts with a bang and it it tapers off, but the beginning is very powerful. If EMF and like Jesus Jones were in the same room, (laughs) could you tell them apart? No. That's such a Matty Rose. Like, what are you talking That's about? Obscure. Know. Yeah, you know why? Because right here, right now, there's nowhere I'd rather be. Woo! Excellent news. What's yeah. your song? What'd you go with? Uh, are you walking the line on this one? Yeah, you know, I like a few. Um, I like uh, we did "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue. Yeah, "Hot Summer" by Donna. Uh, sorry, "Hot uh, Hot Stuff" by Donna, Donna Summer. If I can get that out. Wow. Uh, Pitbull, that Fireball. Oh, really that's like. pretty good. I That one's a Fireball. Yeah, I'm so excited. Get you going, right? I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. It's nah, really good, too. too. I don't All right. That. But it, it's funny. The goal song in Toronto, for example, <laughs> we're all familiar with it, right? Oh, yeah, Holland yeah, yeah, Like, who think, who's sitting in a meeting and someone goes, Holland Oats? I think Holland Oats would be a great song. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. But I actually think yeah. when you're in a stadium of Eighteen thousand people going mad, it actually works. Yeah, it does, it, it, and it, it does work. Right? You know what I'm saying? So, I think most of these songs can work. You know, I'll give an example. I was, I, they play Rocky Mountain High at, at all the games now, all around the league. Yep. And I don't know if the Flames started. I've asked their music guys, and I, I think they thought Colorado might have started. It makes sense. But John Denver, like in the middle of a, a hockey game, like what? Yeah. It's all high energy, but everybody sings even past the song's ending. Yeah, they yeah. try to time it so that the puck drops and then everybody continues going on like it's all by design, and it's quite stirring. Yeah, yeah. and at the end, everybody claps and they're so proud of themselves that we kept singing even though the song stopped. Friends yeah. in Low Places is also a good one. That's that, another that one. The Flames mm-hmm. do. Uh, the Avs, of course, did Blink. Yeah, Blink was the one that started off, and every team started doing it. It was like. Come on, guys. So yeah. I, now the abs get mad. Country Road is something like so that. Bad. Well, that's West Virginia. Yeah. So that's the one. West Virginia sorry. Mountaineers. Co- that's what I meant. Country Road, yeah. not Rocky yeah. Mountain High. That was like, like they do yeah. that sorry. end of the third quarter, into the fourth. They, they sing Country Road's uh, West Virginia Mountaineers football games. So that's yep. where, and, and then maybe that's where it started, yeah. and everybody's picked it up. So I'm I'm DJing my son's game last summer, last year. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, a parent has to go. Well, anyway, I do it. It's the intermission. It, like, not intermission. It's their the, the, the three-minute break. I play this. The coach from the other team leans over the glass into the penalty box where I am. He goes, who's playing the music? <laughs> and I said, it's John Denver. And he goes, and he was dead serious, and he was angry. He goes, that's not hockey music. Oh, wow. Nice. I go, hey, pal, you coach, I DJ. Yeah. If it's good enough for the Flames, it's good enough for me. Yeah. And then he I like how you just Center did the power down. play and the then Flames. His, well, uh, uh, his yeah, team I mean, got throat punched and they lost know, like eight nothing. I bet ridiculous. It always amazes me the goal song for the Flames. Like, do people know what that actually is? Song is about? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I had explained to them what it to... meant. You can do this with any rock song, George. No, AC... <laughs> no ACDC writes every wrong. song. You can literally do it with like any rock okay. band from the 90s and do any of their music. Well, we know Are that. Are you going to say it? No, I'm not going to say Metallica's it. Metallica's the song Fuel. Do you know what that album is called? Mm. You know, it's Load. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that note, let's play some Impossible Flames this trivia. Your fault. Yeah. You put us here. Well, yeah, of course I did. Uh, and it's uh, Impossible Flames trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm to table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in house vacay, Bruco, and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Hit it! Get your thinking cap ready because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's impossible Flames trivia question. It's simple. It's not really. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames and you gotta find the connection that's swimming around my big stupid head. And if you get it right, or I tell you the answer and you text in first you win a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag we got two gentlemen Eric Francis Matty Rose ready to crack the code today the only man on this on this earth outside of me who knows the answer is producer Patrick Dumont Patrick the level of difficulty today yeah it's pretty difficult because I'm <laughs> I'm going through the calendar and I still haven't found this day so, okay there's yeah. a hint calendar write that down Matty calendar 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 uh, you want to hear the hint he gave us yesterday hockey no it was opening night but good idea uh you opening ready night. you Can ready I, borrow that pen? I always feel like I need a pen yeah here you go you want to write yeah, yeah, here you go yeah. like a whole bunch of them in there uh, the first poison. name you want a green highlighter instead also uh 96960 name and location. <laughs> On the old text line. The first name is uh, Lanny McDonald. Lanny King McDonald was born on February 16, 1953, is a former Canadian ice hockey player for the Leafs, Rockies, Flames, and the National Hockey League. He played over 1,100 games during a 16 year NHL career and scored 500 goals and over 1,000 points. His total of 66 goals in the 82 83 season is still Calgary's franchise record. For a single season. Maybe Matt Coronado beats it this year. Oh, Also, fun fact, uh, his great uncle, famous clown, Ronald. Ah, really? Yeah. I'm writing that down, too. I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. How do you spell Lanny? Uh, McDonald There's met his wife, two Ardell, it's while like playing Lamelies, junior hockey. but different. Okay. For the Medicine Hat Tigers, uh, they were married in 1975 and have four children. Who's Daughters, this? Adra, Andra, uh, Leah, and sons, Barrett and Graham. Lanny McDonald, number oh, one. Oh, you're still on Lanny. Okay. Uh, Al McInnes. Alan McInnes was born on July 11, 1963, is a former Canadian professional ice hockey defenseman who played 23 seasons in the NHL for the Flames and Blues, a first-round selection of the Flames in the 81 draft. He went on to become a 12-time All-Star. He was named the Conn Smythe Trophy winner as the most valuable player of the playoffs in 89 and leading the Flames to their one and only Stanley Cup championship. In 2018, uh-huh. he finished third to hockey superstar Sidney Crosby wow. and curler Colleen Jones in the listing of 15 greatest athletes in Nova Scotia's history. Nice. Wow, neato. Also, fun fact, uh, my mom has a McKinnis jersey. Nice. Whole bunch of whole bunch of signatures on it as well. How do I There's spell her name? There's impossible flames trivia. What's her name, Maddie? How do I spell her name? Uh, that's Lena, L-I-N-A. Okay. And the final name. Lena and Lanny. Okay. Doug Risebro. 
Doug Riseboro was born, Douglas John Riseboro was oh. born on January 29, 1954, and is a former Canadian player, coach, GM in the NHL. In 31 years in the NHL, he's been involved with the Stanley Cup playoffs 25 times. He's currently a pro scout for the New York Rangers. Um, he was traded to the Calgary Flames from the Canadians on September 11, 1982, and spent five years with the Flames. During his tenure in Calgary, Riseboro skated with Flames co-captain. Then he was a tri-captain for four seasons Whoa. with both Lanny McDonald and Jim Poplinski. In 86, as a tri-captain, Doug Riseboro led the Flames to his fifth Stanley Cup Finals as a player. They eventually lost to the Montreal Canadiens. Did you imagine a tri-captain today? Tri-captain, Eric Francis. Try. Fun fact. Just try it. My dad's name is also Doug. Oh. There you go. There you go. Wow. There Doug, you go. Doug, Lena, uh, and Ronald. Okay. 960. No, Ronald, Ronald 960. was great uncle. That's name different. and location. You used to call him uncle too, though. Lanny, Lanny McDonald. Yeah, well, I still do. Al McKinnis. He, he finds Doug Risebro. All have something in common. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia brought to you by our good friends at VK Bruco. Three players. And Burwood who, Distillery. Three players who were fans of Eric Francis' former rock band, Rockomatic. Oh, wow. What a pull. Uh, they wow, were a that's dance. a deep pull. <laughs> no, that's, that's Wedley. They weren't a rock band, they were a dance troupe. Thank you. Thank you. That was my breakdance crew. Or band. And you Sorry, performed my at the band, X. My band was called Large Fries with Gravy. Ah, if somebody in Calgary trip. could have pulled that one out, we'd have a, a prize pack. Shout out me. to my man, um, Johnny, who's a listener. His band name was called Spongeworthy after huh. the Seinfeld episode with Elaine. <laughs> I thought that was a very clever that's, name. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Did you know that if you take the first letter of all their names, yes. it spells lad? Oh, Ooh, these are good lads. Like these are Andrew a bunch of good lads. lads. You ready for the first hint? Yeah. Wait, was uh, that actually related? Hit it, GVP. Doc, uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Mm. A time machine. Wow, Star Wars. Yeah, so Mike- <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Michael J. Yeah. Fox. Yeah. Again, GVP. Luke Dr. Clip. Brown. <laughs> I think we're going back in a time machine. I think, that, I think that's what that hint is. I think that's Are what you that going hint back is. to the future, maybe? I think that we're going... Wait, no, you can't do that. That's a, eh, eh. Back to the future is actually a really good reference. Wow. It's, it's a very good reference. 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Ooh, all of a sudden, something is clicking in here. Any guesses there, Eric? Anything? Uh, opening nights, get time machines... You ready for hit number two? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fired. Fired. An impossible flames trivia yeah, on yeah. the big show with Russick and Rose, Eric Francis in studio. Hit it, GVP. Oh. Wham. Careless whisper. George Michael. Wham. Before he went on his own. Yeah. He was in the wham. Oh, yeah. No. Whammy. That's such a good song. Careless whisper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Matt, you got anything? He's singing the whole song in his brain. Uh, I have no idea. 
I'm going to say that they all assisted on an opening goal by someone who is now a part of the organization. Whoa! Now you're th- now you got your thinking cap on, I think they on, all Matt had Rose. a point. Well, on someone's goal, I don't know who it's going to be, but it was someone who's now part of the organization because that's the future, but you have to go back in yep. time to when they were a player with the Flames. So now I wonder if there's someone in the organization that used to be a player that's not Craig Conroy because I don't think that timing adds up. Scott is so close. Lanny and Al and Doug, I don't think that timing Uh, adds up. uh, Impossible Flames trivia has to be the stupidest segment you've ever come up with. Be better. What is your guess, sir, madam, though? Yeah, that's a good point, though. Why don't you guess? That's a good point. He doesn't have a guess. Scott and Yorkton, you're very close. Yeah, keep them coming. Hit three, hit hit it, GVP. I love Iron Maiden. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one, too. This is a great hint. Okay, so I think that it was a game-winning goal that we have to find from the time when Lanny, Al, and Doug were all part of the organization. Was there a crossover year there, Eric? Come on, you said you got... No, you said your memory's no, really they, bad. Yeah, right? Well, they yeah, they all played together. How many years? How many right around those crossovers. cup years. Yeah, it's going to be two or three years before they won the it's cup. It's going to be an Who opening sings this game. Song, Maddie? BTO. Where do they where do they come from? Oh. Winnipeg. Whoa. Okay, so there was a there was that's a goal. A big the only reason, the only reason I knew that is because we talked about it in a break earlier today. Uh, uh Winnipeg. So they all helped on an opening goal against the Winnipeg Jets, and nobody cared because it was in Winnipeg. People are getting closer. People are getting close. Uh this I think this is a good hint. Okay. This is really going to get you going to okay, hit a GVP. Okay, oh yeah, Little pumpkins. Wait for it. Halloween. <laughs> today kids are greatest. What's today? Today is October 11th. Oh what? Oh. What? Holy crap! October 11th against Winnipeg. October 11th. Flames season opener against Winnipeg. October 11th. The Flames open. No, that's tonight. That doesn't help me. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Bill in in car stairs is really close. Yeah. Bill's really close. No, but it wasn't. It's not. It's not. It wasn't there. It's not. It's not. It's no. not. It was not there. I like when they talk about this. Scott's it the makes closest. Me feel left out. Yeah. Uh, so here's your hints. I played you um, a clip from Back to the Future. Time Machine. I played you um, Careless Whisper. I played you Taking Care of Business. I've played you Today. And you guys want one more hint? Sure. Yeah. Um, Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> was an American pioneer, a nurseyman who introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and present-day Ontario, as well as northern countries of present-day West Virginia. Hmm. Thank you, Johnny. Johnny Appleseed. I got nothing. AKA John Chapman was born September 26, 1774, and died March 18, 1845. 1774? That's way too early. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Appleseed. They yes. all had an assist on a goal by someone in Winnipeg on the season opener like a million years ago. 
Uh, man, Chris from Calgary, you're so close. Oh, wait. Oh, no, not on the winning goal. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so start from the beginning. Lanny? Lanny? <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Let's, let's break uh, it Lanny all down. Lanny McDonald, Doug Riseboro, and Al McKinnis. All right, give it away. Let's go. Come on. Uh, they all had multiple assists on the last time the Flames opened their season at home on October 11th. <laughs> it happened to be against the Winnipeg Jets. It was an 8-3 win. The Jets actually got off to a 3-0 start, but then the Flames scored eight goals Lanny had Lanny had a goal and three assists that game. Yep, Doug Risebrow had two assists. Another day of the office. And Al McKinnis had you two You got to deal with this every morning? Every no, Wednesday. Once a week. Yeah, Who's and that? it's sponsored. It is. So our good uh, friends texted in well, all those all players had multiple assists on the season opener against the Jets on October 11th. The last time the Flames opened their season on October 11th. There's a lot of research that goes pretty into impossible, this. Pretty impossible, right? Pretty imp- you know, you, uh, I'll give you credit for one thing on that segment. You nailed the title of it. Yeah. <laughs> impossible. Yeah. It's not called possible. It's called impossible. Um, you stayed way longer than you were going to say, but thank you for that. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, also, right, Chris uh, and Sundance. Hope, congratulations, Chris and Sundance. You That'd won a be. $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag. Impossible Flames trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at VerandaYYC. If the Flames win, we're going to play a victory song tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to take a lot of your text messages. We're going to discuss it amongst the four of us, and we'll pick something in the morning if they win tonight. If not, we'll keep it going. Or we pick a loser song. I don't know. We might do that tomorrow. Hopefully they win. Flames and Jets tonight will be all over it tomorrow on location. Eric Francis, uh, thank you, sir. See you, boys. Enjoy uh, the game tonight. Great Bye-bye. job. Um, what do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show, Patrick? Uh, we're going to hear from the Flames. They uh, spoke yesterday ahead of uh, tonight's game, so we're going to hear from them, and uh, we'll replay Connie. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, that's it for us. Podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be super exciting. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.